The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. With me before any of that, though, is Neil Richmond, who's Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment. He's got special responsibility for business, employment and retail. And Laura Bambrake is with me as well. She's a social policy officer with the Irish Congress of Trade Unions. And they're here to talk about paid sick leave. So in the new year, it will increase from three days to five. Employees will be entitled to 70% of gross earnings up to a cap of €110 Euro per day. Minister, you are welcome to the programme. Uh, explain the rationale for this. Well, I suppose this kind of goes back to the COVID pandemic here. When we talked about that uh, dividend for the so many frontline heroes who worked in low-paid jobs, be they in supermarkets, security offices, officers, and we said there's a terrible situation that we're exposing them to this global pandemic, but they're not entitled to any statutory paid sick leave. Ireland was an outlier in European terms. So in 2022, uh, the then Minister and now Taoiseach Leo Varkar introduced the Sick Pay Act, which starting in the 1st January of this year, introduced three days of paid statutory sick leave. I've announced today that we'll be increasing it to five days on the 1st of January and the plan, it's a four-year plan, is to increase it to seven days and ultimately 10 days uh, within the four-year period. So um, when this was initially uh, introduced, you will remember uh, people such as Neil MacDonald of ISME being quite critical of it. I think they described it as being uh, an unfair scheme and an attempt by the government to outleft the opposition. Yeah, I reject that. And I think that's colourful language. This is about rewarding work, recognising workers. And ultimately, we have a situation in the state where about 50% of those who don't, uh, who are in workplace don't have access to paid uh, sick leave. And they're generally in the lower paid jobs and they're generally in the private sector. So this is a way of the government at a time when we've had some of the strongest economic growth in the state's history over the last couple of years, huge tax returns, um, effective full employment, record job creation, record business growth. But this is a chance to make sure that we continue to make this a brilliant place to work. Like Neil and his colleagues um, in the in ISME and others are constantly on to me about how tight the labour market is, and they're right. They're always on to me about the need to bring in more work permits, something that I'm I'm doing, but if we're serious about job creation, job attractiveness, job retention, Mm. then we have to make sure we have really good, decent workers' rights. This is good not just for the workers, but crucially for the employers in the wider economy. So what do you say then to those employers, people represented by Neil, who say, and and have no problem uh, in kind of in broad terms with the rationale, but say our margins are too tight to be paying this? Well, the vast majority of employers groups have welcomed this. And I, but we do recognise that this does come with a cost. And we're not denying that. We're not just saying there's a cost. You know, you deal with it. That's why in the budget, we introduced the increased cost of business grant, whereby 87% of businesses in the state, largely small and medium enterprises, will get 50% of what they paid in commercial rates this year back in the first quarter of the year from the local authority. We've also also increased uh, the rate at which um, businesses will pay uh, VAT this year. And we are undertaking a serious uh, examination, not just of when it comes to paid sick leave, but changes to uh, the minimum wage, pension offer enrollment, overall costs. And we're identifying well, what costs are hampering business or impacting business Mm. and what what can the government do from a legislative and a policy and indeed budgetary point of view to respond to this but ultimately this move 
Yes, it will be, of course, a business on one hand, but it will greatly, greatly ensure that they have that access to labour, that their workers um, are happy in their position. And the crucial thing, Karen, no one should be scared to take a day off work if they're sick because they don't think they'll be able to afford it. It's a basic right. It's three days, now rising mm. to five days, well mapped out for all employers in the state. That uh, th- th- this was announced um, as well alongside other measures to improve workers' rights as they were described and one of them, um, workers' conditions, and one of them was the auto-enrolment pension. Where are we on that? So work continues under the Department of Social Protection, which I'm also a junior minister at, uh, under Heather Humphreys. We're very hopeful in the first half of next year to be going out with a scheme, having engaged with employers, uh, employee groups, to ensure that we have a system that is watertight and it does make sure that everyone has that access to a level of a pension. That, that, that has proven to be a bit more complicated than maybe you expected, was it? Uh, we always knew it would be complicated, Kieran. This is a new you hope system. to have it rolled out, though, by the end of this year. End of this year, you know, I, I sincerely doubt, as I talk to you now in mid-November, that we'll have it by the end of this year, but it is imminent and certainly work is going on around the clock in order to get a system that firstly... By spring next year? Oh, I'd say so easily, yeah. All right. Uh, Laura Bambrick is with me. She's a social policy officer, as I said, with the Irish Congress of Trade Unions. Laura, when you look at the totality of these measures, the sick leave and the imminent uh, auto-enrolment pension scheme, I mean, where do we now compare in Ireland when it comes to workers' rights to European colleagues, for example? Well, uh, evening, Kieran, evening, Minister. We are making good progress in coming into line. Like before we had the introduction of sick pay, we were one of only three countries in the EU 27 that didn't require employers to pay um, their staff when they were either too sick or too injured to work. We're the only OECD country that doesn't have auto-enrolment or another scheme. And all countries will be moving towards a living wage. This is an EU initiative. So very much there's still a distance to go but over this term of government we are seeing real improvements to lifting those minimum standards, the floor of rights for workers and as the Minister mentioned there we talk talk a lot about uh, remaining competitive but we also uh, have to remain competitive for workers. We have to be an attractive place to work for homegrown workers, but also an attractive uh, place to work for workers that are coming from other countries, because the areas that don't have sick pay, don't have pensions, that are paying poverty rates minimum wages, they are also shopping around for workers to work in retail, to work in home care, to work in childcare. So we're competing against our neighbour countries and these Bill of Rights, as the Minister mentioned, it's not just good for the individual worker, it's good for the economy, good for individual business and, and good for society so, as a whole. Uh, so, so let's talk about individual business then. Explain to, to, to that listener, the, 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 the small employer out there who maybe is nervous about increasing costs, why it is good for business. Okay, well, I suppose just before I address that, it's also important to to address the loss of good employers that are out there. Absolutely, the Minister was right. When this was introduced prior to that, half of the workforce, over a million workers, didn't have access to sick pay. But on the reverse side, a million workers did, and only a small percentage of those are employed by the state. So good employers are currently at a competitive disadvantage 
message to employers that build their business on paying low pay, not paying sick pay, not paying pensions. So, so, so it's really about levelling the playing field for the good and the employers that really have to improve their game. So for those that are looking at sick pay, the department has done a cost-benefit analysis of the impact of what this is of sick pay. So when it's fully rolled out in 2025, when workers have up to 10 days each year sick pay, it will add an additional 2.7% onto payroll costs. But that will only happen if every member of staff take every day of sick pay. And that's not going to happen. And if that's happening, you have a bigger problem than that additional cost added to your your payroll costs. So the costs aren't as great as some of the employer groups are making out. We've heard this every time there's been improvement in working conditions. We heard when equal pay was introduced, when statutory minimum wage was introduced, that it would grind business to a halt. It didn't then, and mm. this won't now. It is, it, it is the reason why government are rolling this out over four years to allow employers to adapt gradually to these costs. Uh, Minister, uh, before I let you go, we were talking earlier about this uh, special Fine Gael conference this weekend in Maynooth, focusing on opportunities and challenges facing the rural part of the country. What's the biggest challenge facing rural Ireland in your mind? Well, I suppose in my department, in the Department of Enterprise, we're talking about attracting labour, making sure people have uh, good jobs, that businesses can meet the demands. But I think it's also, it's such a wide brief, and, you know, Fine Gael has a proud history here and of being a party that takes rural Ireland seriously, that takes the farming community seriously. They're the backbone. And certainly bringing our new agricultural council into, into the Glen Royal Manoeuvre Hotel in Maynooth tomorrow is a great chance for us to say that rural Ireland is thriving. Yes, there's challenges, but it's growing. There's growing jobs. There's increased connectivity. Rural broadband is reaching every corner of the country, and we want to do more. Neil Richmond is Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment. He's got special responsibility for business, employment and retail. He's a Fine Gael TD. And Laura Bambrick was with me as well, Social Policy Officer, Irish Congress of Trade Union. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.